just a bloke in a bar. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar, brought to you, powered by Bloke Beer. Get into your local, grab a case. We're in every Celebrations, Bottle O, IGA Plus Liquor and Portals Liquor in New South Wales, ACT, plus hundreds of other stores across Queensland, New South Wales, ACT and Victoria. Or if you want some merchandise, go to bloke.shop. We've got party shirts, singlets, boardies. We've got thongs. We've got cooler bags, everything. And that's what keeps the lights on here. But I'm super stoked to have the great man, Jesse Raymond here. How you going, brother? Yeah, good, bro. Yourself? Mate, absolutely fantastic, bro. I've been uh, keen as to get you on because I thought this last season for you was like one of your best seasons, to be honest. I think you've been playing some really good footy and I love the whole vibe around the Sharks at the moment. How's it, uh, the off-season been? Yeah, it's been good, bro. Um, you know, it's always good yeah. in the off-season. Uh, I end up getting away, getting over to Bali for a bit, bro, as, as most of the boys do in the off-season. Yeah. But um, now it's a good time, bro. Just kick back, didn't mm. train too much, you know, enjoyed the break. But, yeah. you know, good to be back now. It's that balance, bro, because I feel like the, some, one, of the, one of the years where I trained the hardest in the off-season, by the time I got to around January, I started getting, like, n- little niggly injuries because I'd trained too hard for too long. And then other seasons where, like, I did not that much – by the time I got to February and that, I was fucking ready, raring to go. But you got you can't come back too underdone, you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. And like you said, bro, you got to find that balance. It's mm. all about, I think probably when you're, when you're young, you're probably keen to, you know, you want to rip in, yep. you know, the whole off season. But, you know, you're the most of the older followers tell you, you got to have that balance. you got to, yep. you know, enjoy your off season a bit, but you know, keep the body ticking over. Yeah, 100%. It's just, yeah, that balance, bro. Because then there were some off seasons where I'd come back and just fucking blow out and, and you're taking like eight weeks <laughs> to get back to a bar. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God. Do you guys have um, fat squad at, at Sharkies? We do. We do, bro. How, have you ever had to experience it or what? Well, I actually have. It was, <laughs> I think, what was it? Last last two years is the first time I reckon I, I haven't been in it. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, before the last two years, I reckon well, I looked at food, I put on weight. <laughs> I couldn't, could not eat anything i reckon without without putting on weight yeah. bro, i was just thing and i'd always try and you know in the off season got to the off season i'm like i can um you know smack a burger here yeah. and there and, yeah. and you know eat whatever i want and then you know you get back into the preseason, and you regret it all but <laughs> yeah yeah but no nah, i was in in um in fat club for the last couple of years bar but lucky to be out of it last and, two and so sharky's fat club is that once a week or is it every day nah so it's i think they go Wednesday mornings like a day or like a recovery, recovery swim session. Yeah. You got to come in early, so I yeah. think it's six a.m. Yeah, and then he'll just hit you with a few, few random. So it might be you might oh, finish it. No. Yeah, so you might be <clears throat> finished a big day. Yeah, big con session. And say righto, you know, done. Get your extras done, boys. But <sighs> here, here, and here, we got. You know, we got five more two forties. Oh no! Or it might, yeah, little things like that, or. It'll be, right up, boys, we've got the weekend off. And then 30 minutes later after he said that, but the fat club, you oh. know, you got to come in Saturday morning, sees at 5.30. Oh, my yeah, God. So. That, that's tough. That is so tough. Because at the Bronx, it was just Wednesday, like the recovery day. Yeah. We'd have to come in at 6 and just get absolutely fucking towed up. But the random nature of that, you don't want to be in that yeah, club. Yeah, no, nah, no it's, way. It's filthy bar. And it's a not knowing. Yeah, like you said, you could probably handle, you know, if you're, you knew it was Wednesday morning, yeah. get your head around it, but you know, the factor and there just just comes on you like that. Oh my god. I used to always be like blowing up to the, the skinnies later. I'd be like, I just got thick skin, man. Like <laughs> just fucking thick natural skin. <laughs> That's like me, I'm always I was in there saying, bro, I'm big boned. Like, it's just there's nothing you can do. <laughs> oh, how good. Um 
what's it like yeah what's the year been like man like it just you guys you didn't come out of nowhere but far out you've improved incredibly obviously nico is a good buy for you but across the board like i feel like every single player probably wasn't any of your 17 that didn't improve last year looking on anyway what was it like internally yeah i thought it was um you know it was unreal bro like being being around the club um you know all the boys from from the preseason you know we come pretty close yeah pretty quick bro like yep. you know you um you know in terms of you know some boys you know you can see it a lot in some clubs sometimes you know older guys will you know separate from from younger yeah. and and vice versa but you know from the start um you know we all all brought into sort of what um you know fitzy was was yeah. bringing to the club and mm. I think he's Fitzy's massive on off the field as well. So mm -hmm. you know, on our days off and that, we'd all try and link up. You know, get a feed together and yeah, and you know, go coffees. for a swim. Yeah, coffees, a thousand and, coffees yeah, a day, a thousand <laughs> coffees, bro. You get you get real over it real quick. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get if you don't drink coffee, you real, real yeah. you'll drink it real quick. So yeah. yeah, nah. But it was good. It was good to be a part of, bro. You know, it was um, and I think that only flowed into our into our on the field. Yeah. Now obviously, you know, Nico had a massive year. Mm. Um, you know, I think. Dale and and Camo, um, you know the way they set the standard of training with yeah. how they train, bro, is another another level. You what, know, what was it like seeing them going at oh, it first? Bro, it's crazy from the from the first, you know, from the first drill. They're just <laughs> hundred miles an hour, bro. They're just they're just flying in, hitting each other, yeah. bashing each other. You know, there's no more gentleman's agreement in the wrestle room. <laughs> oh no, he's, he's me over in the corner trying. Mate, to, if, if I didn't have gentleman agreement, I wouldn't have made it in footy. Hundred percent, bro. <laughs> Yeah, and you 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 know you try and um, steer clear of them, but the old the old fucking three two one switch, find a new partner, and, oh, no. and they find you and they find you pretty quick. <laughs> nah, but you know it was good for the club. Bro. I yeah, think it was sure. you know it was, it was what we needed, and you know definitely you know sort of showed in how we played this year. I think sure, uh, yeah, they were such good buys because like at the very least you know they're going to ring a standard that everyone's going to have to try to meet. And it's tough initially because like it's new it's like wow, this is pretty intense but once everyone gets a bit used to it all of a sudden your you know five out of ten is up here yeah Everyone's a bit high you know yeah definitely bro um what was it like with um fitzy coming in craig fitzgibbon new coach rookie coach what did he bring do you feel that was a bit unique to say not specifically to other coaches but just something unique that he brought um unique i reckon Probably just how we, I wouldn't say it's unique. Like everyone's like professional, but he's just so driven in the fact, I don't know, he left swear? Like, yeah, he yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's just like, he just has his mentality. He's like, you know, don't, don't fuck with the footy. You know, footy's, footy comes first. Footy gives you, you know, most things that you got. And he's, yeah, you sure. know, you know, put, Put everything into it from you know training mm. going home you know being a good partner at home you know that translates into your footy yep. eating the right food that translates into your footy and i think you know from the very you know first day we that i rocked up the preseason anyway yeah. he's just been drilling that and still to this day like he's he just drills it drills it and you know reminds us each day that yep. you know every every little detail every little thing matters and you know coming from you know someone like that that's you know done what he's done in the game and mm. Um, you know, we it, it, you definitely take it in a lot more. Yeah. So I, I definitely think probably that Brian yeah. is probably his, 
his wrestle sessions as well. He loves his loves, loves his jiu-jitsu. Loves his jiu-jitsu. Really? Yeah, loves Big it. fella. Yeah, so we had yeah, today's like a little recovery day and and that, but we do a little little like wrestling session. Yep. Yeah, just, just a, a flow. Yeah, just a, just a little one. He likes to get he likes to get as many in as he can. Yeah. Yeah, but um yeah, loves rolling around in the mat, the big fella. It's uh you're right in regards to like the type of player he was, like demands respect. Like yeah. you have to listen to what he says because of what he achieved and what he did in the game. Bro. Um but what's what seems like good about him is he has that really high standard and expects a lot, but he also seems approachable. Yeah. But sometimes you can get coaches that like at a full hectic, like high standard, rah, rah, but it's very hard to like connect with them yeah, a bit. Yeah, definitely. And you know, and, and I've I felt like, you know, I had that before. Obviously, you know, when I was at the when I was at the Knights mm. as probably didn't connect there was no way that I connect with like Brownie the way I can, you know, connect with Fitz and he's a massive um well family off the field too, but you know, he's a big believer in, you know, you're happy off the field and, you know, your family life's good off the field. Yep. Uh, flows onto you on the field. Yep. So Hundred percent, bro. Hundred percent, and it's different coaches just suit different people. You know, sometimes you can connect with one coach, sometimes another coach just doesn't seem to work for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what an exciting year! But we'll we'll, we'll get to the the season, how it all went. But uh, take us back to a young fella, uh, born what in about an hour and a half northeast of Dubbo. Yeah, born in um, small country town, bro, Canamble, New South Wales. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. Grew up there, spent um, all my childhood there, bro. You know, local kid, um, pretty much played all sports, bro. Had, yeah. a, had a pretty big, got a pretty big family. Got um, you know, two older brothers, one younger, mm. um, two older sisters, and one younger sister as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, big family, bro. So we're always on the on the go with sport, and, yeah, and whatnot. So kept busy as a young fella, but lived there up until I was about, what was I think I was about eleven, and mm. I um. Yeah, the old man and and mum sort of just pushed me to, you know, give footy a crack and and move away from home. So I end up going down to a trial at um, Hunter Sports High in Nui. Yep. And yeah, so I got picked up. I was lucky enough to get like selected from the trials to go to school there. So yeah, and I was pretty stoked about that. So I think I was eleven and I moved moved away from home then and moved into like a Aboriginal hostel. Oh really? Yeah. So it's called I think it's called Kiranari. Yeah, and there in in Newcastle, and um, was that like um, you know, because coming through the grades as an Aussie, I was, you see a lot of Indigenous come, kids come down, and they really struggle with missing their culture and their background. Did it help the fact that you moved into something that was a bit more comfortable, or it was just normal? Yeah, it did actually, Brownie. I had um, I had a little, I had um, one of my mates from the town over, so Galar's the next. Yeah, Galar's about twenty five minutes, twenty minutes from Canamble, mm. and um. It was actually my mate that you know I grew up playing footy with was done the same thing. So he's, we were both going to oh, hunt no sports way. together. That's mad. And living in the hostel together. Yeah. So, but being in the hostel, you know, every everyone's in the same situation. You know, kids coming down from from all country towns out that way, and yep. um, you know whether that be going to Hunter or or Cardiff, and you know doing f- football or there's some some indigenous kids there were doing gymnastics and yep. and whatnot. But you'll become um, pretty close, you know, real quick, and it sort of gives you that, um, family you know, that yeah, vibe. that family, family vibe and yep. family feeling. So, you know, you, you do miss home, but you learn, you, you know, you learn the boys sort of become your your new yep. family pretty quick. For sure, for sure. I mean, like you know, obviously it's it's different for for yourself, but 
even when I went to New Zealand, like I just struggled without family and home, bro. Like, and and I, yeah. you know what I mean? It's yeah. just something, something about it. But I think like, you know, if you're, if you're, it's, a, it's the best of a tough situation. It's always going to be hard, but at least you're with a mate that, yeah. you know, is, understands where you're from, what, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent, bro, definitely. Um, okay, so, but before you went over, like, so for your parents to say, you know, you should go for this trial, were you already, you know, excelling in rugby league or was it something that just kind of, not a shot in the dark, but they just had belief in you because you were their son kind of thing. Yeah, I think it was more, um, they just had belief, you know, I never, I think I made a couple of, um, I think it's it's called like Northwest out there, like yep. the like representative region. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I made Northwest team when I was in primary school, you know. But other than that, I um, yeah, you know, like never really made any yeah like further upsides than that. So yeah. I think they'll just like there's a lot more opportunity if I you know do go on and you know does football be, does become something. So yeah. I think that's sort of that's why they pushed me to Push go away in. a bit. Yeah, it wasn't like I was. You know, killing it. Yeah, killing it. And, yeah, and thing. Mate, eleven years old, like far out. Would have been like eleven years. It's a big risk, you know. Like, cause yeah. you, can, you could get, you could be immediately homesick and be like, "What am I doing here?" But to to be out of home at eleven, like far out. Yeah, and it's crazy, bro. You know, there's there's actually a lot of boys who came to the hostel and you know didn't stay too long. They're only there for a couple of months and then go home because, like you said, especially. You know, in our culture, a lot of people do get homesick. You know, mm. they're, they're from small country towns. They're yep. used to having family community 100%, close. And, 100%. And they just do. They just, yep. you know, can't cope with being away for too long. So yep. they come down and yeah, just end up cutting back home. It's something that, like, I'm not sure what it's like now, but I do think that, like, it, you know, it could be something that could be improved with NRL squads and that where because they're coming from a culture that is different to our own that, you know, maybe we could create an environment that, eased them in a little bit eased you know what i mean eased yeah, the players definitely, in a little bro. bit definitely um because as i said like we some of the kids that used to come down at the bronx like that would be so good bro so good but they just missed their family and it was just too hard like and i as i said i experienced it a little bit i know it's a different culture but even me personally going to yeah. new zealand so i can only imagine um but yeah so you're 11 years old did so what was school like was it like because you don't have your parents there how'd they keep you out of trouble bro yeah it was it was you sort of it was good bars you like you know you got all the boys there you, yeah you, you land on the boys for everything there's a few few like older i think like it pretty much goes up to year 12 so yeah. you know the older boys are like yeah like your big brothers yeah. um <coughs> no but school that was good bars you know hunter sports was a was a good time like i said newcastle is a good place to live yeah 100 um you know i was just dead school and and footy mm. you know you're with the boys all the time you're playing footy on the weekend playing footy at schools you know it was my first time at a had a sports school, okay. so you know I, I got to train during period. Like it was, it was a full period dedicated to training. And you know, I thought that it's was I thought that was the best thing ever, bro. Yeah. So, you know, from my time at Hunter, I was you know I was loving it, bro. Yeah. I thought it was, I felt like a like I was a professional athlete. <laughs> good when I was there, mate. When I was like, so I went to school just like a Catholic school, and I think I might have been in like year ten or eleven where I found out that other schools actually had sport as a subject, that's and great. I was like, what? Yeah, that's what I was like too, man. <laughs> what the f- I'm like, I'm not at school. And I was like, Dad was like, no, no, we want you to focus on this, that, and I was like, ah, oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so what what age do you think that you really started to kind of like, I guess, begin to excel and and get noticed by? Um, it was probably when I was. I think it was my. I think it was probably when I went to Hunter Sports, when I started playing there, you know, you start playing 
Westfield Sports High School, um, Patrician Brothers, and you know yep. you start. Um, I think there's a lot more talent scouts and and managers and whatnot go to those yeah. to try and you know pick up the young talent. Mm. And, and when I started playing that, I started I guess just get a lot more exposure. And then mm. you know I had a, I had um, I think it was the the Knights. I was with like a development thing with the Knights, and mm. then um, you know I didn't get picked up by them, but our coach at Hunter Sport. Justin Stewart was his name. He was the SG ball coach, uh, the how Matt's coach for mm. Manly at the time. Yep. So he was living in Newey, traveling down. I think they trained on a Tuesday, Thursday. He'd travel down and, and he asked me, you know, was I keen to come down and, and check Manly out and, you know, jump in with him and, you know, see what it was all about and just and do a couple of training sessions. And mm. you know, I spoke to my old man and, and I agreed to it. And then um, I think it was like a few probably a few months later I end up signing like a contract with with Manly and oh, yeah. um for I think it was for how was like two years for like a Hale Mats and then SG Ball and I was just the first year I was just traveling down with with him um Tuesday Thursdays and he dropped me back to the hostel and damn it's a long what's that like a four-hour round trip yeah bro I was pretty pretty long I slept most of the way there. I was <laughs> he was the one driving yeah he was driving <laughs> um so okay so you ended up at Manly um did you make any rep sides when you did get to the school? Did you begin to make rep sides then or no, not really? Not no, yet. not not really. Mm. I was just... Um, Were you a centre all the time or fullback? No, so when? when I was coming through young, I always played fullback. Yeah, okay. Yeah, out, out home. I was pretty um, I was pretty skinny actually. Like out at home, it wasn't until I got to Hunter and you start doing like some gym sessions and with yeah. the development, like I was with that development squad for I think it was like under 15s or something or, yeah. or, or might have been 14s or 13. And um, you know they try and get you start getting you into weights and yeah. and whatnot and you know telling you the right things to eat and I started that's when I probably put on a bit of size but I was always just a you know a skinny fellow and yeah. just played fullback I like you know getting the, get my hands on the ball Whenever and, you can, and yeah you can get in there kind of thing yeah so I played fullback all the way through and it wasn't until I yeah went to Hunter bro they put me in the centres I think um, they had because when I was at Hunter I was Sione. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. I think he was playing fullback, so wow. yeah, so not gonna not gonna we'll move the big fella. Youngest, so, yeah. well, youngest ever Australian debutant, yeah, he? I think he was far out. Um, he was a gun, he was a gun, uh, good fella too. I met him years and years ago. Um, okay, so you was it disheartening the fact that Newey Knight's development didn't push you through, or were you just kind of like, oh, it is what it is, like because like you'd moved there for an opportunity and that would be your first roadblock, I guess. Yeah, um, it wasn't really disheartening. Like, I, I like I, as a young fella, you know, you just love, love, love playing, bro. Yeah. Like, I was just, I was, you know, I was happy to be down there. I was yeah. happy to be, you know, being able to play. So, um, you know, when they didn't didn't pick me up, you know, I didn't think too much of it. Yeah. You know, when you know, mainly gave me a shot, I was just more, you know, grateful and not like, you know, you fellas don't want me and thing. I was just, yeah. you know, happy that I was being able to sign with a NRL club. 100%. You know, want to sign that contract i remember you know ringing all the family saying you know i'm with with manly with manly seagulls yeah good yeah so it was unreal bar but there was no like yeah like hard feelings early yeah. or anything like that. just kind of just loving footy pretty much yeah i was just love, loving playing bro you know yeah. just playing whenever i can just enjoying it um okay so you get, you get down to manly and you, you're driving um basically you know hours and hours a week is this where you stepped up again, another level in, in the way you were playing? Because like I think mid year two thousand sixteen, you made the switch to Sharkies. Yeah, so 
It was in um, yeah, 2016. <coughs> I think it was when Baz uh, Baz first come to the to the Seagulls. I think it was his first year, 2016. Then I end up getting a preseason. Mm. So I get in the preseason. What was that that first NRL preseason? What was it like? Oh, bro, I was rattled. <laughs> I was rattled. I was living on the Central Coast and yeah. I was... Um, oh, no. Yeah, there was a few boys travelling. I was just like... First couple of sessions, I was pumped, bro. I was like, you know, it, yeah. when your first couple of sessions get up... Get the kit and that. Yeah, you get the kit. You know, you're train, training with everyone. They had Steve Maddow there, Jamie Lyon there, you know, yeah. Brett Stewart. Fuck. And it was just... I was just on a high, bro, the first week. And the second yeah. week, it just all hit me. And I was just like... I was tired. I was sore. Yeah. I was sick of getting bashed in wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, I was... Uh, yeah, there were some tough times, but... um. Yeah, no, it wasn't until so I finished the preseason out, started playing, and then um, yeah, pretty much I think it was um, Trent Barrett just said, um, pretty much told my management. He said, "Yeah, well, not what we're looking for in the centre. Like we don't think you'll um, play first grade." Mm. So yeah, he just said, "Like you're happy, we're happy for you to like look around if you want." So yeah, um, you know, I was lucky enough, Johnny Morris. Um, over at the Sharks was 20s coach at the time mm. and um, I went and had a meeting with them and he, he was pretty keen to get me and you know I had a little one at the time and I just wanted to sort of give you know have a real good crack at footy so I was like I was a bit hesitant that's why I was living on the coast me and my little one was there yeah. how old were you when you had your, your first kid um, I was 16 holy yeah so I was real young bro bro walk us through that like it's just that would blow my mind, bro. Like yeah, I'm 35, I still don't have one, and I'm wigging out about it. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> crazy, bro. It was, it was, um, you know, it was pretty tough at the time. You know, I dropped one. Obviously, when I found out, I, you know, I thought, you know, I'm gonna have to, you know, give footy up, drop out of school. So I left school for a bit. Um, started doing landscaping, you know, to make a bit of money. Moved yeah. to moved to Sydney. My old man was living in um, Sydney at the time. Like I think probably a year year or two before that he ended up moving to Sydney so yep. um you know moved moved to Sydney he was living out in Mount Druitt so living there and I was just mm. working landscaping and then oh, yeah, yeah just trying to you know I just earn thought some money for yeah earn some money you know for the little one and then it probably wasn't to you know I had a good hard think and I was like if I can you know make footy back and you know mm. go a long way in helping me yeah you know, set up set up the little one and absolutely and set up my family and that was probably the first time that I'd, um, you know, start to take footy seriously. Okay. And, like, try and, like, do it yep. professionally. Like, before that, I'd just cruise, you know, love, just love playing it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, was then, wasn't until then that I realised, like, oh, like, I've got to switch on now. Yeah. You know, f- footy's a way for me to provide for my family. So. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, they always say, like, kids will make a mania. yeah. Oh man, you had to be a man pretty early. Yeah, it was, bro. When you see sixteen-year-olds now, like how young they look, are you like, whole like, how did I get through this? Yeah, it, it it's crazy, bro. Especially when I see you know some of the some of the young fellas coming to training and that, and and you see you know or when you go talk to you know the development boys mm. or, or whatever, it's just you know I look back and we flashbacks, and I'm just thinking, how <laughs> did I, you know, how did I get through it? But. Far out. Um. So so basically. So when Manly said, look, we just don't see you in our plans, was that the first kind of like hit of like, oh, crap, because like you were passionate about making a professional then or you were always in your head like, no, no, it's going to work. I just got to keep working. Yeah, that was probably my first my first big one, bro. I was like, you know, it was the first time. Um, that was probably my first, like I said, big hurdle. Like I was 
you know, I was pretty filthy on it. I thought, you know, I was, you know, playing good enough to at least be, you know, kept there. Yeah, because you're still in under twenties. Yeah, still in under twenties, and I was, um, you know, for them to say, probably you're not what looking for in a setter was pretty disheartening. And you know, I didn't know because I'd, you know, only been at the one club even though I was only young. I was like, oh, I don't know if anybody else will, mm. will sort of, you know, want me or anything like that. So, yeah, but when I end up signing with Sharks, you know, I was pretty, pretty confident and. Like I said, it just probably drove me a bit more, and yep. you know, want to. I wanted to crack it more. Yeah, it kind of like sometimes those setbacks can like even focus you even harder, because you you realise like there's all these little things I could even do even better to make sure this never happens again. Yeah, hundred percent, Brian. You know, that's why I was like, I was like, like I said before, I was living on the coast, and I was like, I'm gonna have to sacrifice. You know, moving away from the little one. Yeah. That's when I end up moving to, you know, I was like, I've got to move to Cronulla if I want to, if I want to have a crack at, you know, being a first grader and playing NRL. I was mm. like, right, oh, it's something. It's so, a short, short sacrifice, but it's something, you know, I'm gonna to have to do. It's just like it's a sacrifice. It's a huge sacrifice that you just don't hear about, but like that's what you're willing to do to make it work, you know. Like to, a lot of people would have said, you know, what I'm gonna get a job and stay back home and and do this that, but like, did you feel pressure with those decisions, or you just believed? Um, I, I did feel pressure, like I was, you know, I was a lot right now, I was just like, you know, for myself, I mean, my little one are pretty close, so like to move away, I was like, I don't know if I want to do it, and yep. you know, there's a lot of times I was even, you know, at Cronulla and I just felt like, oh, I just felt like going back to the coast and, you yep. know, getting a job, but I was, you know, I always tried to put in my head if I can make, you know, make a career out of, foot, out of footy and, and, you know, crack it, then... Not only does that, you know, help me, it also, you know, helps my family as well. We'll get to the chat in just a second. But bloke in every single celebrations across New South Wales is right now on special. So head into your celebrations in New South Wales, grab a case of bloke. If they don't have it, it's either sold out or just ask them to order more. Bloke is on special in every celebration across New South Wales. Let's get back to the chat. So you get to the Sharkies. Um, so mid-season switch... So you, as soon as you got there, did you begin to play in the New South Wales, uh, the NYC team? Yes, I jumped straight in halfway yep. through the year. So I don't think I think it was I don't think we did too bad that year. I don't know if we made finals. I think we might have made finals, and then we end up getting dusted first round of the finals. But yep. yeah, now coming from Manly, I think we didn't. The twenties wasn't going that too good that year. So because like you went from a guy that was getting told mid-season essentially like we don't see you playing first grade to literally playing in the world club challenge that yeah. next season do you, was it did your game go to another level when you went to Cronulla or you would just kept playing the way you were and they just seemed to like the way you played yeah I, th- I think I sort of just kept playing the way I was you know with the with the world club challenge I sort of had a bit um you know going my favor I was lucky enough you know in the in the um, pre-season went to the nines got picked to go to the nines with the sharks mm. you know i played on the i think i played on the wing and bit in the wing bit in the centers over there and and um you know i played a few good games and yeah. i think it was all the other boys so val i think it was val at the time jordan drew fecky they all played in the so half come to the nines half went to the trials i think they went up brizzy to play brisbane yep um val got hurt in the trial scoring a try in the corner wow Feck got hurt in the trial. Oh. I think he he was in the tackle or something. And then Jordan Drew was next in line. So I didn't I wasn't even so in the preseason they 
caught a team in of who would be going. I wasn't even in the team, like in the meeting of oh really of who would be going. So there was like all the team that would be going, and then there was like a few backup players yeah, that if anyone sure. got injured. Mm. And then after them too, they said, "Oh, like Jordan Drew, you're in, you'll be going." So he was playing on the wing, and then at training he got injured. So Bro. three three people got injured, and That's then craziness. Yeah, and then um, it just, I was just in the gym one day and. They had a meeting and Flanagan goes like, congrats, mate. Like, you're going to be coming to the, the World <laughs> Club Challenge. And I was just like, I was stoked, but I was over the moon. Oh, man. And like you, you're going with the premiership winning side yeah. too, you know. It like was, It was crazy, bro. And I was, um, yeah, I was pumped. Like, I was lost for words. I was thinking like, what are the, what are the chances? Yeah. You know, uh, as shit as it was for the boys, you know, as yeah. for, for someone young like me, I was like, what are the chances of three injuries happening, bro, for me to – now get my crack in your spot too like yeah. in your position that's like unheard of um and so so at this stage you were training with first grade though yeah that was yep. my first yep that first was, year yep, first year with the sharks um so so when you got there so you got you made the mid-season switch and then you played well at Cronulla and then they put you in the first grade squad yeah 2017 um okay so <clears throat> you go to the world club challenge like that it's one thing to debut. It's another thing to like, like because you obviously flew over to England. Yeah. To challenge. Like that's a like a massive trip, like a massive deal. What, oh, what was bro. it feeling like? It felt like a it felt like a holiday. I was like, you know, young young indigenous kid from the bush, and I'm, you know, I was pumped when they. So I didn't even know they just told told us we were flying, and then um, next thing they know, they go, oh, you need to sign up thing. We're flying um business class, <laughs> and bro, I was just over the moon. <laughs> I was I, I was thinking like. You know, when am I ever, ever going to get to fly business class again? Yeah. So I was like, I was just more pumped about that than anything. Yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, Andrew Fede was telling me, Red, wait until you, wait until you get in this plane. He goes, you're going to, you know, lose your mind. Jump yeah. on there, bro. I was crazy. Never seen anything like it. So I was, yeah, I was just more pumped for the business class flight, bro. Bro, I literally just went business class for the first time, like, to my honeymoon. Yeah. And I'm still like, bro, this is so hectic, man. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was like, bro. I was just like, and you know, we stopped over. I think we stopped over at Abu Dhabi and went in the business class lounge. Yeah, full shower in there, bro. To get yeah. feeds and yeah. And I was just stoked, but you know, got over there and it was it was a mad time, bro. You know, get I think every second day we got like a massage. You know, first day we got there, they said, you know, go for everyone down to the pub. We're going for going yep. for a drink. Yeah. You know, it was me young. You know, young fella, and I'm, yep. you know, I was just soaking it up, Brian. Yep, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, you you also score a try in the World Club Challenge game. Yeah. Do you remember what? Do you remember from the game? I remember it wasn't. Um, yeah, it probably wasn't one of my best games. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. I remember I was filthy. I was I was filthy with how I played, but no, I was lucky enough. I think it was Bailey. Bailey come around the back. I remember. Great job. Yeah, I remember him putting um putting a little grubber in. I was lucky enough to it bounced right up into the arms and yep. get a try. So that's something, you know, something like that I'll always remember. Remember the stadium, you know, how loud the fans were. It was crazy, bro. Like we're warming up and they had all the drums and drums and shit out. And you know, that was the first time coming from atmosphere. Yeah, right? come from twenties, you know, it was the first time, you know, playing in front of something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember being in the shed and everyone was so serious, but me being a young fellow, I was just like looking around, just yeah. you know. It was was yeah. Gal and Luke Lewis and all them there? Yeah, Gal, so Gal, like Louie, Wado, <coughs> and they were all 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They were all thing. I think G- Jimmy Maloney. Yeah, 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 the great Jimmy Maloney. Yeah, so. Is he the is he a greatest pest as everyone says he is? Oh, bro. It's <laughs> crazy. When I was even with the it was so funny just in the gym like they'd tell him to be so serious and he'd sit there and he'd just take the piss out of anything but then they couldn't say nothing because he'd go out on the weekend and kill it yeah yeah he'd yeah. go out and, and thing and he'd win you the game he'd set up a couple tries yeah and wow it was crazy and they couldn't say anything to him he'd get in the gym and he'd, he'd do fuck all just walk <laughs> around just cruise and well, it was crazy bro <laughs> mate he's notorious as one of the great pests 100 <laughs> percent. and he always he went at he went at um, Flano, Shane Flanagan, oh, 24-7. Oh, really? Yeah, just went at him. <laughs> oh, my Bro, God. Bro, crazy. Um, okay, so so um, you play in the World Club Challenge um, and then uh, you play for the Junior Kangaroos against the Junior, Kang- uh, Junior Kiwis in May. What was that like? Yeah, it was unreal, Bro. You know, I was, there was a few... Um, there was a few boys from the Sharks actually playing in the Kiwis game, so oh yeah, shit. so so they're playing. I think Sifa um, was there, yeah, Sifa Talakai, um, and Tiani Katoa. Oh so, so the shit, boys, yeah, the boys were playing, yeah, playing that side. So nah, but it was unreal, bro. First time, you know, I got to put on the the green and gold jersey, and yeah, you know, it was a proud moment for myself. And Absolutely, yeah, bro. nah, bro, it was unreal. You know, first time coming up against the Haka. yeah, yeah, nah, I was just. It was great, it was like, bro. Again, to think like, you know, moving away from home at 11 years old and, and a lot of people in your same situation, they would like you have a child young. Yeah. Get all the way to put on that the, the great green and gold jersey. And then later in the year, you make your uh, your debut, round 26, uh, gets the New Knights. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I thought getting to the back end of the year, you know, I was always open that year. You know, I'd written down at the start of the year, I was like, goals to play. Now one game NRL for the year. Yeah. Um, come to the back end of the year, and <coughs> no, I was still hopeful. And then it was, it was probably three weeks out from the end of the season, and the boys were just, um, you know, they're going so well. And I was like, oh, just, you know, I think my, I don't think I'm, it's going to happen this yeah. year. You know, you got Rick Latelli in the centres. I don't think Rick ever gets injured. Tap on, yeah. tap on wood. But yeah. it, you know, he's killing it. You got Birdie. Birdie's the other centre, and then you got. I think Val and Val and Fex were on the wing, so I was like, the chance of you know one of the boys going down or yeah. or something like that. Or so I was like, you know, my time for this year is probably probably done. And then last round of the year, I think it was captain's run. Um, Birdie's Birdie's leg or something pulled up a bit tight or calf, mm. and then um, Plenty goes, "Oh, you're going to be um, debut mate against the Knights." So yeah, I was. I was, I was pumped, bro. I just felt like you know all the all the little sacrifices I um you know made to get to move the sharks and you know to be away from the from the little ones and the, and the family when I was younger. Mm. It you know it sort of you know paid off a little bit getting that getting that debut. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Like absolutely incredible. Um, so you 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 get told you're making your debut. What's the phone call like to your your old man and your your mum and that? Yeah, it was pretty emotional, bro. Like I caught him up and. Just said, no, I'm making my de- my my debut, and you know, the old man, you know, shed a tear, and, yeah. and so did so did mum, and you know, they was just so proud of me, just from you know where I come from, and and you know the sacrifices, you know they know, you know they were there through, you know through the highs and the lows of of my you know career up until then, and you know just uh, for them to see me, you know, live out my dream for the first time, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but it was a, you know, unreal phone call. Don't forget. 
Do you, was there, what was the closest point before then that you got to giving it away? Um, or it was always like, you know, you might have had times where you're like, maybe I should go home and, and you know, get a job. But always in the back of your mind, it was like, no, this is the right path. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably times, a few times, probably throughout the year in, it was 2017. I think it was 2017, like I was just, you know, travelling up and back up to the coast and, mm. and back and seeing the little one and, yeah. you know, I just felt like I was missing so much time with them, you yeah. know, m missing those, you know, crucial parts of growing up, you know, she was learning to walk and and stuff like that and you know, I just felt like I was missing a lot of that and, you know, I had a lot of, a lot of times where I wanted to, you know, rung the old man, I was just like, oh, I think I'm, I think I'm done. Mm. I think I want to yeah head home you know my because when I first come to Sharks me and my my younger brother both come together okay yeah but younger brother's a bigger fella not not much of a <laughs> not much of a trainer so <laughs> he ended up gapping it yeah yeah nah but yeah it was definitely a few times in 2017 bro I was like I think I'm think I might be it might be might, it. yeah might might be done and you know I was ready to you know leave it and call it quits yeah but you know lucky enough I I stuck it out and you know I was lucky enough at the end of the year to was it was it um, advice from your old man of like, mate, you got to stay, or was it more internal of like, no, no, this is for the best for my kid kind of thing? Um, it was a bit of both, to be honest. He was, you know, he he he's always there to, um, you know, the old man to support me, but at the same time, you know, he, he doesn't always just tell me what I want to hear. Like yeah, he, okay. You know what I mean? He'll, he'll, he'll give me the truth and, yeah. and and what I need to hear rather than what I want to hear. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, he gave me the. You know, a bit of bit of what I wanted to hear, but more of you know what I needed to hear. Yeah, okay. You know, at the time, I was, you know, looking back on it now, I was, you know, I'm pretty lucky that, you know, he said probably those things to me, or else I wouldn't be, you yeah. know, here here where I am today, bro. Yeah, it's uh, it's so many things where you look back on your parents, where at the time you're like, what? I don't get why you're saying yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. As you get older, you're like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Bro. I'm glad. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so your debut rolls around. What do you remember? You put that jersey on. You like when you're sitting in there. Like we all remember our debuts. You're sitting in the locker room. You're sitting across from some of the best players in the NRL. What, what do you remember from yours? Yeah, well, first thing I remember, I was, I was just pumped. I was in in Newey, bro. I was like, you know, I left home to, to live in Newey. Lived in Newey, so it was a big yeah. part of my journey. You know, yeah. to be going back there to make my my debut. I was like, this is unreal. Mm. You know, all the family come out and go, like, 50 tickets. Yeah. yeah that, um, cousins, cousins, yeah, cousins, cousins. cousins, brothers, sisters, <laughs> nieces, nephews, everything. Um, yeah, nah, so, you know, I had pretty much all the family there, yeah. bruh. Um, you know, I remember sitting around in the change room before the game. Mm. Um, you know, I had a few boys. I just remember, you know, Big Andrew, Fafita, you know, he come over to me, just like, enjoy it, bread. Like, you know, like, I got you out there and then... Mm. Um, I just remember Gow. Gow didn't say too much. He was, you know, through my whole time I played with Gow, he was always kept it simple. Yep. He was always, you know, he just come up to me and said to me, um, you know, you're here for a reason, mate. Just go out there and, you know, do your job and, you know, we've got your back. Yep. So, you know, hearing them words from, from someone like him, you know, growing up, you know, watching him play and then yeah. being able to run out there with him and then. You know, I was lucky enough to get offload from the big fella. Oh, to, shit. To score on debut. No so, way. Yeah. Media on debut, yeah, bro. It was At crazy. Newcastle. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. I didn't, you know, not once did I even have in my mind, like, oh, I want to score or anything. Yeah, like, yeah. I was just pumped to be out there. 
And then yeah, I think it was the second half. Um, big fella got the arm free and popped it to me, and yeah, went over for a bit of meat. Holy, hey. grouse! So the great gal, the great gal gave you your first try. The great gal. Does he remind you one. of every day or what? He actually doesn't. I'm surprised he doesn't, bro. <laughs> Yeah, mate. If you remind him, he'll remind you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was a great assist from the big man. <laughs> it's his second offload in his whole. Yeah, career. I was about to say he doesn't. He doesn't offload too much. <laughs> um, do you remember that feeling of like, like as an outside back, there is no better feeling than when you see that space in front of you, and you know that there's a try about to happen. Do you remember that feeling? Yeah, at all? it was, it was crazy, bro. Like I just. You know, you, you know what I mean? When you see the gap open up, you know, and you, and you go through. I think I went through and I still had the, I think the fullback was there. You know, I still remember it a fair bit. And I, yeah. I think I was maybe shimmied or a little step or something. And, yeah. you know, I ended up going around him and then I. So you went overs, not unders? Like you, yeah. you, you stepped out rather than in? I think it was there and like I just shimmied and I think I went on the, yeah, on the outside. Yeah. Maybe outside or on the inside, yeah. And then I remember I remember actually Chad come flying up too, and I could have passed it to him to score, but I was like, <laughs> I was like, nah, no I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking this one, my first one. So when I seen then, and I done, the, I think I done the big dive, and yeah, yeah, I was pumped, bro. And all the fans close to, you know, where all the family was sitting. No way. Yeah. So could you see him when you got up? Like, did you? Have I was trying to look around yeah. for him, but I couldn't. I was just too. I was just so pumped. Like, yeah. And then the boys come. Yeah, and the, yeah, and the boys come, come, you know, fly in. So I was just pumped, bro. I was, uh, it was an unreal right. moment. It's that 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 feeling of try and debut like you just never forget it. Yeah, you can nothing, score a billion other tries, but that try yeah, and debut. There's, no, there's nothing like it, bro. Still to this day, like I said, like yeah, like you, like we just explained, bro. That feeling, that rush, energy, you know, mm. crazy. I um I still remember specifically thinking, this is actually happening, as like on my debut yeah. when I scored, <laughs> and we were, I was in the clear. I literally was thinking, like, this is actually happening. I like, I it felt like a dream to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm on here. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, bro. Um, so, mate, yeah. So you score a try and debut, um, and so the next year, like next year is essentially your, like your break your breakout year kind yep. of thing where you played really well. Um, did like what do you think? Was it the confidence that you got from getting that late debut or do you think that, that you really, because you got that debut, you became even more focused in the sense of, okay, I'm here now, the goal has been achieved, now it's about like cementing a spot? Um, I think it was more probably the confidence of the debut, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, when you go up, you know, you get that first grade, first grade game and, yeah. you know, you want to you, you want to be back up there, you know, you, sure. want to be, you want to be playing that, you know, week in, week out and... You know, obviously, I knew that. Um, I think earlier, I think it was earlier in that year, or the end of the year, or something. I knew Birdie, Birdie was leaving. Yeah. So you know what I mean. I knew there was a real good you know, opportunity there. that for a senator mm. to come through, and you know, after having that game, I sort of wanted to, you know, prove a point, and you know, especially after being, um, I sort of had, you know, always had in the back of my mind, you know, the thing that happened at Manly. You know, told me they didn't think I'd. I'd play first grade. I sort of mm. wanted to, you know, prove a point there as well. For sure, for sure. Um, like I, I think I remember every single person that spoke negatively towards me playing first <laughs> grade. Like I, re- I still remember a dude, random dude that said I was too small to play NRL when he when I first signed as like in year twelve. Yeah. And I was a soccer player, so I was skinny as bro. And this random dude, like, don't even know him. He was, he was at like a dinner party with my girlfriend at the time. 
And he was like, what? You are way too small to play rugby league. Well, where are you now, bro? What <laughs> are you doing now, bro? I'm <laughs> doing nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yeah, so 2018 rolls around in like, you know, incredible year for you, but you signed quite early for the Knights in the season. Yeah, so I ended up signing, um, I think it was in the, pre, in the pre-season, bro. So when, yep. I, when I got back, I think it was in November. I think it was just before the Chrissy break. Mm. Um, you know, I ended up signing, signing with Newcastle. Um, you know, big... Sort of my whole my whole decision around going back to news to be closer to my little one. Yeah. You know, I obviously made the sacrifice to, to move there. So to be able to, you know, be um, you know, go full time and and play NRL and and be back close to my little one was um, you know, just too good to be it's too a dream. good to be true, bro. You know, I was like Yeah, you know, jumped all over it, so signed yep. straight away and also like I think at the time I think Doogie had just signed with the club. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so do you just come over from the Dragons, I think it is. They signed him for the 2018 season. So I was like, like there's that um, centre spot. Yeah, and he's on Bitcoin yeah, too. Yeah, so I was like, probably there's that centre spot filled straight away. So I thought, you know, straight away again, I'll be sort of back of the line. Mm. Or, you know, I have to wait for an injury or something probably to get get another another game. Which is like funny because like, you know, and obviously it, it, you know, it was great that you got to move back near child. But like if you had to just waited four or five months yeah. and played as well as you did it that's that was your spot yeah you know crazy bro yeah so you know as i then i went into the um pre-season but i think probably signing with newcastle and give me the you know the sort of join me to know that i was going back to um you know, be close to my little one i think that yeah. probably motivated think, yeah motivated me and and helped me you know have the sort of breakout year that i yeah that i did Know, gave me a bit of peace of mind that yep. I'll be back there next year. Got like a, almost like a, a, a carrot at the end of the stick kind of thing. Yeah. Like I could just work hard for this year, then I get to be with my little one again. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, I'll come around to, I think it was the first first um, first game of the year, first two games of the year. Uh, the boys, I think, lost the first two. And I think it was round, round three, I was lucky enough to get called in. They lost the first two games a year, and then I think they switched it up a bit. They put, um, I think Doogie went back to fullback. I think Val started the year on fullback, mm. and I think Bealey was on the wing. Yep. And then I think it was Bealey. And then Doogie was in the centre, so I think they end up moving it. Val went to wing, Doogie went back, and, you know, I was lucky enough to get a game. <laughs> okay. Um, round three against Para, and mm. then, you know, we end up winning that game. So I think the next week he went with the same team, and I think I ended up having a pretty good game and you know i end up having a pretty good year and held my spot i think it was all year yeah 100 percent. i mean it is and it was a really breakout year like has has your game always you know you've got many strings to your bow but super aggressive tackle breaking or is that is that something you've built towards because you said you're a pretty skinny fellow when you're growing up yeah no i've always always tried to play um yeah pretty aggressive my old man was a is a front rower oh, he's, yeah, a bit of a bit of a tough old fella <laughs> he's um yeah, so he's always taught me to, I guess, to you know play aggressive and yep. in the way I do. And I, you know, I used to, you know, when I was a young fella, I used to love watching GI play and yeah, you know, had a big fella play, and I used to so love, good. you know, love seeing how aggressive he was and yeah, and stuff like that. So I just tried to you know, bring bring that into my game. Yep. Is it something that like, because like when you get to first grade, you're playing against other guys that are really good at tackling. Were you surprised at your ability? 
to win the contact as much as you did initially. You know what I mean? Because like usually rookies aren't like don't win the contact that much because yeah. they're young. You know? Yeah, I was actually. You know, like when you even when I went up to like first grade training, you sort of you know you find out real quick you're not as strong as you think you are in the, in the wrestles and, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and whatnot. So you know, them first first couple of games, I actually you know I was pretty surprised. I was like like especially come up against some big outside backs. You know, I remember. I played against, I think it was um, Kane, Kane Linnett. Yeah, Lynette. he's tall as, yeah, bro. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize how big he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we had a, um, <clears throat> you know, we had a pretty good, pretty good battle. Yep. And but I didn't realize I was just, you know, some of them fighters are just so, you know, so big and yep. they just got that, you know, that man strength. But yep. you know, I was lucky enough to be able to hold mine. Mate, yeah, it's good. You, you ended up. Were you? Tackle breaks. I don't know if you were number one, but were you at the top, like whatever for tackle? Yeah, breaks? I think I was in in. In the top, I think I think I wasn't top. I was lucky enough. I think I made. I got to go to the daily M. I think I got nominated for senior of the year. Oh, okay, my, yeah, my first Mad. year. That's so good, bro. I think it was me. I think it was Terrell and Joey Leilua, and I think Joey ended up. Joey won. Yeah, Joey yeah, won. Yeah, I think it was in twenty year twenty eighteen. Um, okay, so yeah, that season. What what else do you remember from from that season? Like, is there any specific game? Obviously, you scored two tries. Against the Knights, uh, when you beat him forty-eight ten at Hunter Stadium, bro. What, what he's like? What's with you and the Knights, bro? Oh, bro, bit of, <laughs> bit of drama there. Hundred <laughs> percent. Holy heckers. Um, so at this point, actually, earlier on, we'll go back a little bit. You played uh, for New South Wales under twenties. Yep. What was that like? Young Indigenous fella from country moved in at eleven, putting that Blues jersey on under twenties with some guns. I'm, I'm assuming guns in that side. What was yeah. that like for you? No, it was, bro. I was, you know, I was unreal. It was, it was a bit different because I grew up like I grew up liking Queensland. Obviously, you know, all the all the bro, we got them, bro. Uh, we got them, bro. All the, all the, all the black fellas <laughs> and that that played for played for Queensland. You yeah. know, being a young Indigenous kid, I yeah. grew up thinking, and it wasn't sort of until I, you know, moved down to Newcastle Under Sports, and I sort of, you know, you start to see when other kids are making the, you know, the rep sides and the thing and how much it means and you sort of can't, you yeah. know, you can't go for one and play for the others. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, I end up changing real quick. But that was the first time I got that, um, that sort of, you know, I guess, hatred that you get in towards, yeah. you know, each other and, you know, how much that, that game means and that battle that battle is. So, yeah. you know, it was unreal, bro. It was, you know, it was an unreal week and it was even better. To, I think the under-20s one was at the MCG. Yeah. Uh, in Melbourne and and um, you know I was mad to play there, Brian. Crazy, yeah. It was, it was a big game, man. But it's bigger than like people. Oh yeah, twenties origin, but it's super aggressive and high quality. Like it's it's people underestimate how you're basically looking at essentially nearly every player except for maybe four or five will probably play NRL in that game. Yeah, and and like you said, bro, it's crazy good talents. Crazy, you know, it's fast. It's mm. you know everything that probably you think it's gonna be. And, and like you said, you're playing against some of the you are playing against the best players, yeah. You know, in Australia, and yeah, and they've all got a chip on their shoulder. Like, so for example, when we played like in the um, under 19s state of origin, it, we got uh, Gordon Tallis like gave us a speech before we went to the grounds, yeah. and the speech was just about fighting. So like, all in our head was like, if anything kicks off, like everyone has to go in. Bro, at this stage, I didn't even know how to throw a punch, but <laughs> I'm just fucking in there. Yeah, just there, just a small winger, just trying Kane. to. Play. Anyway, because we were, because it's like Gordon Tallis, bro, the yeah. raging bull, like one of the best ever. 
we're all fucking so revved up. Uh, and then, yeah, Jared Hayne, a guy called Kieran Lander, kicked off, and then you just fuck it was on full 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 blown brawl because we were just itching yeah, to just, prove ourselves yeah. in the Origin Arena. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, just pumps up, bro, like yeah. no other. Like, like you said, you know what it's like, and yeah, you know, you just they're the bringing moments you live for, bro. So, like growing up, obviously, you know, you, because Queensland had so many incredible great Indigenous players. Like now that you've been in the system and, and you know, you can look at guys like the Fox and, and you know, really good Indigenous players that play for New South Wales, did you, do you really feel it now, the, like that, that New South Welshman in you kind of thing? Yeah, definitely, bro. You know, especially after, you know, even after putting the, the jersey on, you sort of, you, you know, you see how much it means and, you know, when you have people come in and talk about it, like I think we had um, Kingy was, you know, talking to us at the time. Yep came in and talked to us and you know you could hear it when he talks about it you know how much it means and, mm. and what it means to put on that jersey and yeah and you know you sort of you learn real quick about how important it is and mm. you know you feel you sort of feel how honored you are to, to wear a brass so yeah for sure. no, i learned that real quick yeah um mate origin how good is it how good is it okay so uh yeah, so 2017, you have an incredible year. What, what's it like rocking up to the... So you went to the Dalliums that year? Yeah, I ended up going to the Dalliums. What's that like for, like, you know, you, you've had this breakout year, you're rolling into the Dalliums, these huge awards. What was it like for you? It was crazy, bro. You know, I was I was, um, you know, I was pumped being in there with all them. You know, you got all the stars. You can two Vasa Shek, um, you know all these players and he's in there. I was just, you know, soaking it up, bro. Yeah. Just going around, yarning to people. <laughs> you know, I'd, I was lucky enough, I think I got a suit. Um, managed to organise like a sponsor suit. Oh, yeah, sweet. I didn't even have a suit, never owned a suit, never wore a suit ever. Manager organised, I think it was like Van, Van Houston or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they end up like giving me a suit to wear. Yeah. It was a grouse, bro. So you'd never worn a suit before? Never worn a suit. First suit to the Dally M's. First suit to the Dally M's. Damn. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy, bro. So, you know, I felt a million bucks, but... Yeah, <laughs> Looking flash, bro. Yeah. <laughs> flash Corey up in there. <laughs> and was that... So was that the year when Roger won it? Yeah, that was when Roger won the... What was that the like, being in the room for that? Yeah, it was a grouse, bro. Um, you know, I think a few of the boys um, jumped up and did the hucker for him. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was an unreal moment, bro, I reckon. Oh, crazy. I was sitting in the crowd watching that there. You know, it was crazy. Um, this year, what was so good... I'm not sure if they showed it on TV... But there was some indigenous dancing there. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the Dali M. Yeah, yeah, and um, Nico, full face paint, everything, was doing the dance. Oh, with, Nico did, did yeah, he? yeah, full indigenous dance, everything. I'm, I'm not sure whether they showed it on TV, but in the room, um, yeah, they did it before the the ceremony of like the. I'm pretty sure before it all started, and Nico was yeah, he was in there, bro. Actually, I think that was um, Darren and the boys. I think they're the same fellas that come in and do the. Um, Indigenous All Stars for us. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So Nico, Nico is actually from the start. Like, obviously, it was Nico's um, first All Stars yep. last year. But yeah, from the start, he was keen as to learn the dancing. Yeah. So that must have been what he was. I'm, pr I'm pretty unless I'm yeah. not misremembering. I'm pretty sure he yeah he was with them dancing. I'm pretty sure to open the, the ceremony, but it definitely happened. Um, and it was yeah, it was great to see. Um, okay, so then you do sign with the, the New Knights. What's it like when you you kind of first get up there? Is it um, are you as motivated, as ready to go? Is it exciting? Life is good. Like life was good before, but life is great now. The dream has been realised. Your kid, you can be with it. You've got an NRL contract. What was it like? Yeah, no, it was pretty. It was pretty. Um, 
know, I was pretty good. Obviously, pre-season, I may end up moving back to the Central Coast. I was living on the Central Coast, just yep. um, um, travelling up to Nui. But, you know, I get there, it was, you know, all pretty good. Um, you know, pre-season is obviously tough. Yeah, tough. <laughs> Shit house as it is. <laughs> It was um, a lot harder than the Sharks one, actually, it was. Yeah. It was, um, I end up, I think I end up like two, two, three weeks in, I hurt my calf straight away. Oh, really? Yeah, so I end up doing my calf. I think it put me out for like a week. But, you know, other than that, when I got there, it was, it was mad, but good vibes. Yep. You now all the boys were, were welcoming. Um, yeah, no, it was good, but it was real good. And so you're rolling into the season, you make your night's debut round one uh, with a win over the Sharks. Bro, why do you hate your former areas uh, yeah, for? I don't, know, I don't know what it is. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, but I was, you know, I was, I was obviously, you know, in the preseason we found out we we're going to be playing the Sharks. So I was, yeah. you know, super pumped mm. to be able to, um, you know, debut round one and and then to go out there and, you know, get a win. It was, it was good seeing all the boys again and, you know, just being able to say that, yeah, got one up on them. Even now the boys, some of the boys still talk about it. Yeah, yeah. About <laughs> when they lost to us back in you know, round one, there, mate. What a what a win. Um, okay, and then so for the rest of the year, like it just for some reason it doesn't seem to be working. Like what what? There's a lot of like you know reportedly this, reportedly that. Like what what was really the concern at, for yourself at the nights? Yeah, I think um, it's probably a situation of, of like a few things, but obviously you know there was a lot of stuff going on with me and me and Brownie. You know, at the time, probably we didn't see eye to eye and mm. and didn't get along. And you know, if you're not getting along with the coach, it's I guess yeah. it's a it's a hard one. And you know, it was probably my it was my first time in my um, career that I was sort of seeing the side of like media and what media can do. But yeah. you know, being a being a young fellow, and you know, in my mind, I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, I've just come here to play. I'm not no big superstar, and I'm. You know, I'm getting reported on the paper, yeah. you know, Ramian, this bad boy and, and this, that. You know, I think I signed signed up there and, like, I think I was on, like, one, 150 or something yeah. like that. So it's not like a marquee sign. Yeah, no, I was by, no, like, I was just, oh, I wanted to get back up there to be close to the little one. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's not like I was a huge, big marquee signing coming up and thing, you know, I only debuted the year before. Yeah. And, yeah, it was the first, well, I guess it was the first real time, like I said, brother, that I got, Sort of that attention in the media, and yeah, I just don't think I was like at the at the time. I you know it wasn't something that I was ready for. Sort 100%. of, I mean, yeah. who could be ready for it? Yeah, you know? sort of. You know, some people, and like you said, some people deal with it. You know, pretty good. And you know, I guess I just probably yeah didn't deal with it as you know as good as I thought I could. I, I probably at the start, I you know hit it a bit, and you know only probably those closest to me, mm. you know, seeing how it really was, and like I guess it sort of showed in you know, performances yep. yeah, on the field, bro. It's it's tough, man. Like we had Quade Cooper recently on the, the podcast, like, you know, one of the best union players for Australia in quite a long time, or at least one of the better ones. You know, he struggled with it as well. Like it's very rare a young rookie when that media machine gets to churn and that that rookie doesn't get affected ne- negatively. Like it's just rare, bro. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, crazy, bro. Like we'll, go, we'll have a media sessions and... You know, I just felt like it was a, you know, they're asking the same questions over and over again. You know, what, what, you know, how's, um, how do you think your performance is? And, yeah. you know, and then they, you know, as a young fella, you don't really know how to talk to the media. Yep. And you don't, you don't know as well that you're getting pushed and prodded into certain, yeah, like, in they, a certain, yeah. And they're, and they're sort of, 
you know, they've got their little, you know, tricks that they use to, you know, steer you down a path or to get you to, you yeah. know, say something and and you know at the same time you you try not to you try not to say the wrong thing try not yeah. to do the wrong thing mm. now all i was worried about was playing footy and then you know i'm seeing stuff in the in the media i'm you know i'm taking it home it's you know, affecting me you yeah. know at home and and like, like i said before it's probably you know, you know a big reason to and contributing to yeah you know bomb performances on the field <laughs> when i was there and so what what point did you realize you know what i need to i need to change I need to to get out of here was that from the club's side or was that from your side or was it a mutual thing or um the the more decision on on um leaving was from the the club side so i was actually um, i think i rocked up to tr- training one day and brownie just um come to me and was like i'm oh, like i just been heard you talking to other clubs and I was, and I was just like, um, like nah, like I haven't been talking to anyone, but um, like I'm here, I'm happy to be here and that, like I'm, I'm thing, and he's, he's just like, like a, like oh well, like if you're not happy to be, mate, there's no point like staying, like you might as well go. And I was, then I end up just grabbing my, end up like grabbing my gear. It was the afternoon session, end up grabbing my gear and leaving, and that that was just pretty much it. Then from yeah, there, yeah. yeah, we end up. Like mutually just parting ways, bro. Yeah. With the so, club. so you you weren't like talking to any other clubs, but he just heard that you had. So yeah. So like obviously, you know, when the if a player's unhappy, there's rumors starting to yep. you know as they do. Like I said, the media mm. do their own thing, and you know there's rumors going around that I was talking to this club and this club and that, yep. and and all. You know, I just wanted to try and play good footy. Yep. And yeah, obviously, you know, at the time. We weren't doing too well the nights, you know, mm. and understandably, you know, as a head coach, it comes with a lot of pressure, brother. You know, you're gonna yep. be, you know, people firing shots at you every week, and mm. you know, he probably felt that pressure, and mm. you know, at the time, I guess that's, you know, probably, um, what I say the clash of, you know, what he was feeling and and how I was feeling. Yeah, it's it, what's a funny thing like with pressure, and when you're not going well. Things negative things can happen that if you're going okay, they just don't like. Yeah. It's just the way footy is, bro. Yeah, and exactly, bro. And you know that's the way it is. I could have, you know, went there, had a great time, and played great footy and loved it, bro. But you know, unfortunately, it's not the way it was. And yep. you know, if, if if it wasn't for that to happen, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. So I was going to say, how did the the Sharkies situation come back up to get back into the Sharkies? Yeah. So when I was, I actually um, left the Knights. Um, I didn't even want to have any meetings at all. I just wanted to get away from footy for a bit, you know, as mm. like I like I touched on earlier. I was first time been exposed to media, you know, took it took a big toll on me, so I just wanted to you know, have a bit of time away. I didn't train, did yep. nothing. I think I put on about ten, fifteen kilos, yeah, just yeah. like that. Just yeah. quick as and um <laughs> nah, but that sort of time in between, I guess it you know, it showed me that I sort of, you know, I never really lost love for the game, but I was like, no, it, it got me more passionate to get to get back. Yeah, I was starting to, you know, after you know getting pumped by the media and that, I was starting to lose sort of the love for it. it felt felt more like work and and you know yeah. something I'm you know forced to go do rather than something I turn up love doing. Yep, and you know being being away for that bit sort of you know made me realise like it's definitely what I want to do and yep. what I want to thing and you know I was lucky enough. 
um, Johnny Morris was the coach again in the first grade side mm. at the time and he um, you know gave me a text and just said mate like if you're um, you know ready to talk we're um, definitely um, definitely be interested in, in having a yarn and and potentially getting you back here if you if yep. that's something you're looking for like I'm open to and mm. you know I was <coughs> stored about it and I was like you know I loved my time when I was when I was at Cronulla yep I played my best footy, so I was like, yeah, like I just want to get back there. Yeah, it's some like as I said, some some clubs and setups just suit certain people. Yeah, hundred you know, like, percent, bro. Like when I went to the Warriors, like there's nothing wrong with the club, and a lot of it was me being young and dealing with shit in the wrong way. But Broncos for me was just home, for, like it was just home, bro. That's yeah, that's what worked for me, bro. Yeah, and that's it, bro. And you know, and, and this is, and and that's the exact same against me. Nothing against Knights, but like you know, Sharks for me is just home. Mm. I, it's just a feeling when I'm there, bro. Yeah, you know, I love it. Shark Park, I love being there. Yep. You know, I love putting that, putting that, you know, blue and white jersey on. Yep. Crazy. So you get back, and, and I, I assume, like, and basically, did you basically play the rest of the year that, that year? Yeah, I think in 2020. <clears throat> yeah, basically played the rest of the year, but, like, I wasn't, you know what I mean? I just got back. I probably, you know, wasn't as, wasn't as ready, you know, wasn't as fit as fast as... You know what I, what I knew I could be. So I, I guess I just, you know, I, I played. I think I played the rest of the year out. But yep. you know, I was sluggish and yeah, and yeah, and like I was pretty disappointed. And I think it was at the end of twenty twenty. I was happy to be back at the Sharks, but yeah, you know, it was a pretty disappointing year. Yeah, it can knock you about. Like when something goes as wrong as whatever, like happened to the Knights. Not saying it's you know anything negative to them, but as in everything that happened, can take you a while to like to get everything your head right your body right everything back where it should be to go again kind of thing yeah definitely and i remember like i said i remember being pretty disappointed at the end of end of the year you know i thought i'd go back to the sharks yeah. and get back to you know playing hours the year before and it just you know it just didn't happen like that and you know that's when i knew i sort of i guess i gotta you know become a bit more professional and, yep. and you know put the work in if i want to get the results out in the field and so 2000 um yeah 2021 you 17 appearances um, you just miss the finals that year, um, but yeah, seventeen appearances. Like you, basically, that's two essential full years of first grade, uh, which is like it's really interesting because you'd been in first grade for maybe four or five years now, but with everything that happened at the nights and the, you know what I mean, like you kind of missed yeah. that year. Um, were you after two thousand twenty one? Was that when you were kind of like beginning to be like I am a first grader, like? Week in, week out. This is what I need to do to be at that level, kind of thing. Yeah, after t- uh, I was probably after twenty one when I started to, you know, really feel like, you know, probably myself again. When I started yep. to get that confidence back. Yeah, you know, when I started to, you know, believe I was the best player out in the field, yep. and and you know, started to get get all that back. Um, you know, twenty feel like twenty one was just a sort of a, a bit of a improvement on twenty two, but. You know, I still needed to get even better. Yeah, get even better and probably st- and and step it up. So coming into I think the end of twenty one, I was you know I was pretty feels I think we lost to I think we lost to Canberra, Canberra down in down in Canberra. Yeah, I think we lost them to them and um, yeah, I remember being like I wasn't like as filthy, but I still like like I know I, I've still got a long way to go. Like I yeah. still still got heaps better, you know, in me, and I know I can improve. Mm. And so also that year, what, what would be really interesting for you personally is like, obviously Craig Fitzgibbon has come and been incredible. But like, I'm assuming you would have had a pretty good relationship with Morris. 
and how that all kind of went down. Was that, were you a bit, con- not concerned, but like when you've got a coach that really does rate you and then they get sacked, it's almost like you need to earn, now you need to earn that again with another coach kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. You know, I knew, I knew sort of when they, um, when they signed Fitzy, it, it, it's obviously, you know, everything goes back to pretty much, you know, ground zero bar, you, you know, a new coach, you come in, you got to, you know, prove yourself, you know, a new coach might like a certain thing, but you know, I looked at it as like a positive, like a chance, you know, a fresh start for me. Yep. You know, he's, and um, obviously Fitzy had, had talked to me, um, you know, when he signed, you know, like, you know, obviously he told me that, um, you know, what he wanted from me and, you know, what he think I could improve on. And, mm. you know, I went into the, to the preseason with just like a, sponge mindset but i just tried to you yeah. know take everything in from him and and really just tried to work on all the little things in my game and improve them and just and just bring them into the new season mm. and so yeah 2000 uh, actually we'll go to 2020 actually yeah uh, you make your indigenous all-stars debut what was that first camp like yeah it was unreal bro you know to get in you now amongst all the boys you know all the culture you do in the week i didn't realize how you know how much stuff we we did during the week in mm. terms of in terms of culture and you know how much talks and that you do but um yeah it was unreal bro I just tried to you know soak it all up and I was lucky enough to be uh rooming with Willie Chambers he's oh the great Willie yeah, Chambers mate Chambers, he's a bit of a freaky man but he's a freaky man he's a freaky man <laughs> all right. yeah bro, no, but you remember that fight I was telling you about yeah. in Origin yeah so you can go on YouTube you can write under 19's state of origin blue anyway so there's like fuck you know People just punch on everywhere. Dave Taylor, Jared Hayne, like Izzy Folau was running around. Like, anyway, there's this skinny little fella in a headgear, absolutely feeding a back rower. <laughs> it's the great Willie Chambers, bro, in yeah. a white headgear, just feeding this back rower. And he was a set, like obviously centre back then. Yeah, he's so, not afraid to let him go. Bro, not afraid to, afraid to let him go. So if you want to see the Will Chambers fucking feeding someone, watch you want to have hands. How much he talks? A hundred percent, bro. He, that was like. Yeah, I mean, he when after the game finished, we lost. So fucking that sucks. <laughs> but just watching that him do that, we we're just all like, "Bro, you're the man." Yeah, you're the man, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I reckon. I personally reckon Will Chambers for the period of like probably before Latrell arrived. I th- I thought he's the best center in the game for at least four or five years. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. I reckon he is. You know, unreal. I love. You know, obviously, you know, growing up watching GI, but then you know, as I got a little bit older, I used to love watching. Know, we'll play. Yeah. You know, we could pass, he could hit, hit a hole, mm. you know, bounce out, he had that fend, he had a kicking game. Yeah, mad defence you know, too. Yeah, and that's when I sort of started to learn um a bit more about, you know, adding stuff to your game, sort mm. of watching watching him the way he played. Yeah. You know, he wasn't the biggest in terms of like running, bumping someone off like yeah. straight over the top of him, you know, but he had good feet, yeah, good kick, you know, could pass, could hit a hole. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a real yeah. You're right. He was like a complete center. Yeah, like he 100%. didn't just rely specifically on one thing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, your room, room with Will Chambers and and what was it like? You know that that first, you know, running out with the Indigenous jersey on. Was your family there? Yeah. yeah. So, like enough, my um my mum and my dad made the trip down. They actually drove down. Oh no! Yeah, it's crazy big drive. Far out. Yeah. So they drove down, but um, no, it was it was unreal, bro. Like um, I think my mum teared up a bit in the you know watching me watching me run out yeah. it was you know unreal and i was once again i was lucky enough to 
um, I don't know if I scored a try. No, I think I, I think I was lucky enough to. I think I set one up for Bebo. I got a kick in and yeah. and Bevan French, yeah, yeah, chased it down and scored. But yeah, no, I'll, moment I'll never forget, bro. And and so what, the your first year was that the first year that you played the Maldives? Yeah, it was. It was the I first love year. that setup way better. If I'm being honest, as an outsider looking in, I love the Indigenous boys playing the Maldives boys. But did you? I mean, obviously you didn't get a chance to play the All Stars. But what, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I love it more, bro. I think I think it definitely it it means a lot. Mm. Like it means a lot more to obviously you know playing and just playing footy in general is one thing, but but then you know playing for your culture or, yep. or you know your heritage and mm. I think it you know it just goes to another level. Yeah, especially you know when you're playing. Um, with all your brothers and um, you know you see how much it means to them every time they do the haka yeah like you know, as much as you stand there it gives you goosebumps and you know you love seeing how passionate they are and then, you know we do our thing and so good, bro. how passionate we are and it just it, it builds a game bro you know yeah and I think it, and that's there's unreal there's something right about it too like the indigenous people of their land versus the indigenous people yeah. of our land like that's the way like yeah I like, it's like it's meant to be bro 100 yeah, it's crazy 100%. It's and up. it's the week leading up as well that's so important that you you touched on all the stuff you guys do yeah um you know it, i don't think you know the all-stars itself wouldn't be what it is if we didn't get to do what we did in the week yeah you know, it, it means so much to to all the you know young kids and, and communities and that that we get to go out and see you know when when we rock up there whether it's for five minutes or, or an hour, you know, the smiles on the kids' faces, yeah. even some of the old aunties and uncles. Yeah. You know, I mean, it means the world to them to have, Hundred. you know, that we come to the community and we're able to, you know, do these events and that. Yep. So, you know, I think, you know, as important as the game is, I mm. think for us, you know, it's probably more important during the week, you know, yep. giving back to our people. Um, who was the... Because I know you Indigenous boys get together, there's, there's going to be a lot of laughter. Who was the, the MVP of like just so much chat? It's probably Fergie and Fox, bro. When they oh, get to, bro. When they get Holy together, bro. Fuck. My first one, so I think it was Foxy's, I think it was Foxy's first one. I think it was Foxy's first one. <coughs> and then Fox, Fergie, and then Jimmy. Jimmy the Jet when they were all together. My bruh. God, it's crazy. He's a different cat, bro. Fergie's a different species. <laughs> he's he's a different man. You'll never meet you'll never meet another Fergie. Nah, a hundred percent, bro. He's he's <laughs> obviously that. I still remember. So I think it was yeah, it was that first one in Melbourne. I um come down to train. I think we were leaving for train like maybe eight o'clock, and I come down into breakfast and i'm like oh, i wake up early bro all the mm. time and i come down i think it was like 6 30 in the breakfast fergie sitting down the breakfast having a can of coke bro oh like yeah 6 30 in the morning oh no can of coke it's like just sugar and i'm like what are you doing bro it's like getting ready for training bread oh fuck 6 30 in the morning bro bro and this is 2020 yeah. so he's not a rookie <laughs> no. he's a veteran bro he's sitting there having a can of coke oh my god he's won premierships and shit and even at training, he's just cruising. He's cruising out in the ring, and he's just he's just talking to himself, bro. The whole time out of training, he's just chuck the ball to the Ferg, let the Ferg do the rest, get the ball to the Ferg. Like he's in third person, bro. So I've never seen anything like it. Get the ball to the Ferg. And then he's and because they're on, so like Fox and Ferg are on opposite wings, and and Fox is just 
sitting there to tormenting him. Like, yeah. Look at this cunt, man. give me the ball, I'll smoke him. <laughs> and he's like, try it, bro, try it. <laughs> I'll take you, I'll take you off, bro. <laughs> and they just, oh, bro, it's that funny when you, when you get with the two of them. Oh, fuck, yeah, good, yeah, good. Um, okay, so, and then basically you've played every year since then? Yep. Um, and is it something that you just get pumped for, like, every year pretty much? Yeah, like, it is, bro. You know, you know it's that first game, you know, Start your year, mm. especially you know, with how much it means, buying the culture. Yeah. You don't, don't think you need, you know, pumping up. You yeah. get in the camp, you're around your brothers, you know, you, yeah. you 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 build through that week, and then you get to the game, bro. And it's just, yeah, yeah, there's nothing like it. Nah, hundred percent. This year is going to be interesting. It's over in New Zealand this year, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it'll be it'll be unreal, bro. Being yeah. over there, you know, I don't, I don't think there'll be too many too many of um, <laughs> too many black fellas over there, too bro. Too cold, bro. Yeah, but. I think it'll be it'll be good, bro. Be good, yeah. like I said, it'll be good for the Maldives. Yeah, you know, for sure. All the time. Mm. It's um last couple of years of spent here. You know, it'd be good to go to go give back to their culture and you know they get to immerse themselves in in their culture while they're over there. And I'm you know I'm pretty sure when we go over there that you know we'll, we'll learn a fair bit of probably mm. their culture too. I think, and this is just from outside looking in. I think it'll be good for Indigenous Australia as well to like because the rest of the world we we haven't been good enough in expressing what our Indigenous culture is. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred so percent. You boys going over there and showing what the indigenous culture of Australia is. Yeah, definitely. Bro. A lot of Maldives that don't know. Like. Yeah, hundred percent. There's definitely a lot that you don't know, and you know, at the same time, we could probably, you know, learn a lot from the from yeah. the Maldi culture and sure. you, know, you know how they go about their culture and you know how much it means to them. Mm. And you know, oh, that's why I was saying before. I'm pretty sure that you know when we get over there that. You know all the greeting stuff that they do, and yep. you know there's a lot of similarities in 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 the cultures. Yep. And you know I think that's why that's why the game means so much, bro. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So this year, 2022 rolls around. In the preseason, could you feel something different, or because like you genuinely that game, the finals game, and we'll get to the finals game. But like if one play goes your way, you know you're into a, a prelim. Yeah. Um, could you feel something different this year? But the problem is, is like nearly every preseason you feel like, yeah. wow, we're killing yeah, it, we're killing it. Get to round one, you get towed up. <laughs> There's always that, bro. You, you do, you feel you feel like you're flying at the end of preseason. I think yep. everyone's just keen to play, bro. Yeah, get out in the trials and you're blowing first round. Hundred percent. But yeah. did you feel? Was there any feeling difference? Did you just feel closer or not really? Was yeah, same? there was, bro. Um, you know, everyone, you know, everyone felt super close. You know, everyone from the start, everyone straight away brought into what, you know, Fitzgerald's given. Fitzgerald's bringing, you know, he's pretty much come in, you know, changed, brought his, all his own stuff in. Yep. You know, the way he wanted to do things, defensive attack, you know, everyone brought straight into that. But then, you know, in terms of training, I think having Dale, you know, from the Storms, Cam with our professional ears, mm. you know, they really led probably f from what we lacked in terms of um, training. They, I guess, raised the bar and, and mm. you know, like you were saying before, <coughs> It probably took everyone from from here and and you know drove our standards up and yeah. you know that flowed through you know to the whole year yeah for us so I think you know coming from the Melbourne and and, and the standards that they have Dale yeah. you know brought that brought that here and I think that you know had that domino effect to everyone for sure like it's really interesting because like obviously I do the Monday show where we like review rugby league and we yeah. talk about signings and that and I remember when Dale was coming off contract at the Storm. And I was like saying, any club should sign this guy because yeah. it's not even it's not even about the eighty minutes on the weekend. Yeah. It's about the training 
Monday to Friday yeah. that he's going to change everything for you. Yeah, hundred percent, Brian. You know, and you see it, especially after you know it's easy what he's done to, you know, sign a deal, come here and yeah, and cruise. Yeah, you know, but to still rock up, you know, he's the first one in a training. You know, he's out before anyone mm. doing his warm ups. He's he's the last one to leave the field. Yeah, you know, he's the first one to to do extras. Mm. And yet he's the nicest bloke off the field. Legend. Legend. Champion off the field. So, you know, to come in and still be doing what he's doing, you know, after what he's done in the game. Yep. It's, you know, inspirational to, you know, guys like myself and especially, you know, our younger forwards like, sure. like um, you know, Braids and, and, and Britain, you know, we're seeing how good them fellas played this year. Yep. You know, I think having you know, someone like him and and um, Camo there has rubbed off on him massively, bro. Do the boys, uh, oi, Dale... Sing us a tune, bro. Yeah, bro. They give it, they, they give it to him heavy. <laughs> every on, every day. <laughs> He's got that deep husky voice too. Big, ra- tune, big, big romantic is. <laughs> oh, how good. Okay, so yeah, this season rolls around. <clears throat> and um, just like, yeah, it's an incredible season. And, and Nico, like, I uh, see, I predicted that, I thought that you should, like, again, we do the review show. And at the start of the year, I was like, I think he should be, the seven because I feel like he's the best suited in your squad to be the seven. And some were like, oh, maybe Matty Moylan, maybe Trindle. And I was like, no, I think Nico could be the guy. Nico could be the guy. But I did not know that he would do as well as he did. Holy shit! Yeah. What like? What was the the feeling like working with a player like? Because like being a center, it's so important that you can work well with your kind of seven kind of thing. Yeah, definitely, bro. Um, you know, Nico's someone. He, he, I think he's. You know, someone. He's obviously. You know, debuted a lot later than others, so I think he understands that he's he's had to work very hard in his game, and he does work extremely hard. But yeah. you know, he does a lot, a lot, of, a lot of extras. Um, you know, he's always he's always grabbing me. But let me like you know, let me hear you on some some tunnel balls. Let me yeah. let me do this. You know, what do you want? What do you want from me? Mm. You know, he's always trying to pick. I think he's just a real like just footy brain, but he just loves it. Yeah, and lives it. You know, after seeing. Sort of how he prepares and how we, how hard he works on his game. You know, to me, it was no surprise that he had the year that yeah, he well, did. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean. Um, mm. So and then, you know, for me to be outside him, you know, it was, it was just a, like unreal, bro. You know, see yeah. you see some of the stuff that he does, and you know, myself and and Sione and Britain, you know, we we benefit a lot off. Yep. You know how he plays, and you know, it only makes us look better. So. Bro, Sioni for me is like I know he's rated internally, but he's one of the most underrated wingers in the game. Like, matter of fact, I would argue him and Mulatalo, like the wingers, yeah. like they're so un- like Mulatalo, for example. And I, I love Mulatalo, but he's long and skinny, bro. Yeah. And so you think, nah, he's not that quick and he's yeah. not that strong, bro. He's fucking quick and strong, bro. Yeah, it, oh, and it's crazy, bro. Ronnie and Ronnie and Ronnie's like another one, bro. He's, I think he's come. Like a long way and he works hard in his game as well but you know for me i've been was lucky enough to come through 20s playing with c like c's always been my yep. winger so, so good bro so we got that good connection bro but yeah you no know, i think he's massively massively underrated by some of the stuff he finishes off you know you wouldn't see it's crazy but you know you don't see half the people yeah and do what he footwork does. and his ball carries out of his own end like yeah. bro it's so hectic um but yourself but yourself this year like like I feel like this year, like you had your breakout year, which, you know, a lot of people remember, but I feel like this year you were you played like a really mature role. Like you still had that 
really strong aggression, tackle breaking, but like I felt like everything else was kind of brought up a bit as well to that standard. What what did you feel like your year was like? Yeah, I felt like it was um it was pretty good, but I felt like I I, I had a good I had a real good preseason. I, I felt like like I felt like I put a lot of yeah um a lot of work into my game. You know, I worked on really a lot of things that I that I didn't work on before, mm. and I think that contributed you know into having sort of the year that I did. Yeah, okay, I guess and really helped that I had Nico inside me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, well, what's interesting is that you scored the same amount of tries as you did in your breakout year. Oh, there you go. Ten tries, bro. Um, nine try assists, most try assists you've ever had, most line breaks you've ever had, uh, most receipts you've ever had, uh, most tackles you've ever made, and what else I got here? And... Just the second most run meters you've ever had. So it's like your best year statistically at least. Yeah. Well You probably didn't know that, but No, I didn't at all, bro. <laughs> but um yeah, I think it was probably, you know, like I touched on with Fitzy coming, I looked at it as a as sort of a fresh start, you know, mm-hmm. like a um, you know, I wanted to prove myself again and you know, I'm proved that I I was sorta you know, I wanted to earn my spot and you yeah. know, prove that I was the the best center and you know, I just had that had that mindset going into twenty, into you know twenty twenty two, and I was pretty lucky that you know I played twenties with Nico. Yeah, we used to carpool down when we were at Manly together. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's we sort of already knew each other, and yep. you know I knew he knew he obviously developed his game a lot, but um, you know I was lucky enough to be able to play with him before. So you know we built that connection pretty quick, and then mm. you know how I a whole right side stayed the same as previous years. So you know I was. You know, when you got a good combination with your yeah. with your winger, you know, I can throw a ball and see see knows what I'm gonna do. And sure. you know, I'm I'm the same with Brit. If Brit's inside and you know, I think it's it's only gonna get better for us, bro. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's such like it's a young side as well. It's such a yeah, so impressive. But let's bro, walk us through that tough the tough loss in the last game against uh the Cowboys. Oh, bro. Was, what do you remember from that? Well, it was heartbreaking, to be honest, bro. I, was, I thought, I honestly, I thought we had it. Like, I, I thought on the side, like, on the, like, no, it's hard. It's easy to sit there and say, but I, thought, I felt like we were the better side. Like, we just come out, like, we're so pumped up for it. You know, mm. we know going into that game, you know, finishing that, you know, we had finished in a real good spot. Top two, you know, you know, you know that second chance is there, but. Now all our focus was, you know, you win this, you get that week off, and it's a game to get into the grand final. Yeah. And, you know, we put all everything into that game, and you know, Val Val hits us with a forty meter field goal to bruh. to win the game, bro. Like, former shark too, bro. How could you do it, bro? Couldn't <laughs> Val be, couldn't couldn't have read it any better for him, but <laughs> yep. yeah, nah, it definitely hurt us, bro. You know, we put I think what that game go like. Extra, extra, bro, extra, was, extra time. Yeah, it was crazy, man. And what crazy. did he, I think Jay scored with like a minute, not a minute. even that. Yeah, N- yeah, not even a minute. And on like the, clock. the crazy thing is, is that probably only Jace could have scored that. Yeah, because it's yeah, no, like no one else. Like, what, what does someone go to hit him low and he bumps him off? Yeah, and, and it's crazy, bro. And like it comes back <laughs> to, but you like when something like that happens, you always think back to like. The little moments could I have done this and yeah. there's just so many like little things you start to and you try and micro pick the game yeah. bro and it's, and it's just yeah it's just crazy yeah and it like just it. it's 
it's not worth it because it's like there's so many little things that you could have made a different decision but in the moment you thought that was the right yeah, decision you didn't yeah, make it intentionally 100% bro well I remember like there was like I remember they were like I think it was on that play and they were still like I think they were on their they were in their half and I was like like fuck we're, we're, we're good here like mm. and they roll all the way down the field and yeah. Jace gets it with not a thing and then they still had to get the kick and they yeah. and Val gets the kick and I'm just like, like that's <laughs> man um also the game where you went down to 11 men do you remember that game against the Warriors? yes what, what, what was that was insane wow it was crazy i think um first one willie willie um <coughs> kennedy gets done with a high shot i think while she steps him yeah chucks the arm out gets sent off and then settle down will yeah bro. will too aggressive bro i think it's just knockout footy <laughs> actually you know it's funny um I met him after a knockout tournament. Like I had gone out there, like just for one day to watch it. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think it was. A, I don't think it was an official one, but it was a similar, similar one. I could be wrong. It was one of the one of the years where they may have had it off. Anyway. Yeah, I met him on a plane on the way back. Uh, oh, did you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that from? Was it? Where was it at? Was I think it's it like Dubbo, maybe. Yeah, Dubbo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just went out to to have a look in that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he was on the on the plane on the way back. But yeah, great fella. Great yeah, fella. Yeah, no, he's a good fella, bro. Yeah, but. He um, got done. I was pretty surprised. He got sent for the game. Like I think it was in the first like 20 minutes or something. Mm. Yeah, and they just sent him straight away for the game. Yep. I think that was around the point I was cracking down on, yeah. the, on the high tackles. Yeah, and, yeah. and then um, I think mine was, I think it was late in the late in the second half, was it? Mine? I, I put a shot on. I was pumped up at the time. I thought it was a mad shot. And then I watched a replay and the head went down. I was just like, Fuck, I'm in trouble here. What's the, what's the like because you like to play aggressive and like you obviously will try to do those shots. Is it almost at the point now where you're like I just can't risk it? Like, I think it's getting like it's getting to that point of like if uh, I guess if you don't got the right like if you're not going in with the right technique and that bro like nowadays you just can't afford to do it like you yeah. like as much as you want to be aggressive if you like come out and do something like that like you're only hurting your team yeah like it's just not. It's not worth of, it. Yeah, it's not like it's getting to the point where it's just not worth it. Like, yeah. I think I did that and I'm out for three weeks mm. and you know, I think we'd lose. And I'm saying, I think we lost two games, but I'm saying like we lost because I was out. Yeah. I'm just saying like, but you're still part you know of what I mean? Yeah, like I'm, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I didn't, you know, put the team first and put like, you know, in the best position that yep. that we can be in. And, you know, little little things like that, but you can't, Yeah, I guess it's not worth it if you if you can't get a tackle right. I guess there's no, yeah, you can't even bother these days, bro. Like, there's too many, too many cameras and too many, and it's so technical, bro. Like, sometimes I feel like they slow it down too much, and I'm just like, I don't really feel like that really touched his head that badly, but it's just a big shot. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like there's heaps of them that they'd be like five times, like ten times slow mo, and it looks fifty times worse. Yeah, and you just think, but it's. It's not slow mo. Yeah, like it's, it's not 100%. like percent. You know I mean? Like when they do slow mo too, it looks like you had longer to make a decision. Yeah. You, when it's in fast, it, it happens like that. Yeah. Like and it's that, done. And that's what they don't like. At the end of the day, they're doing their job, but like, you know what I mean? Like when you're out there, you got adrenaline. You got somebody trying to run over me, and I'm trying to stop the bloke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. at the end of the day, collisions like gonna it's gonna happen, happen bro. Yeah. Never so, gonna get rid of it, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so, but then you're on the sideline and the boys managed to get the win. Do you think like that was a real moment for you guys as a team of like, we, we truly have something special here? Yeah, it was, bro. Like, I remember after the game, that was probably, 
out of all our wins all year, that would be one of, if not the most mm. proud of, like um, that probably Fitzy was and the, and the boys were, yeah, you know, of each other. To go down to 11 and still win, and I don't think, and not just win, like I think we didn't concede we considered maybe one try or you almost started playing like especially defensively like yeah. just everything just tightened up yeah and that's the thing and that's sort of when we knew that everything that we were working towards and you know mm. everything that Fitzy brought in from the pre-season and and how close you know we were coming sort of you know started to take take effect you know to have 11 blokes out there it's very easy for it to just go yeah you know to switch off like that you got an excuse yeah for someone you know one person turns in one person, yeah. you know, rushes out, you know, try comes easy. Easy. And you know, we all just had each other's back when that, you know, when we, when we were down there and, you know, we got through it and that gave us the confidence to you know, keep yep. going on with it, bro. It's going to be real interesting this year for you guys because, like, you know, yes, last year was so incredible, but, like, now the standard's set and other teams, like, see you now as a threat, whereas not that they didn't see you as a threat before, but it's almost like, you know, when I was coming through with the Broncos, like everyone fucking hated it. Like, not hated, yeah. but they wanted to be the Broncos. Yeah. Like, and so like the Sharkies now, you finish second. Like, there's a target on your back this year. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we and and we know that, and and you know, we understand that. And I guess I feel like preseason. Obviously, a lot of the boys from the World Cup ain't back, but you know, this preseason's gone to another level compared to you know compared to last year. And yep. you know, we've only. And Fitzy and the and the playing group, you know, we've set high standards, and mm. and obviously, you know, we know that there'll be a lot of teams that'll, you know, we're sort of one of the teams that I guess people are going to be coming for, you know, when you took, you know, look in previous years when you're playing, you know, Melbourne, when you're playing Panthers, you know, you really got to get up to to play them, and yep. you know, we know that people are going to be coming for us like that now, but you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. Like I said, Wani. Money improving, I think. You know, we got a. I think last year was only you know a glimpse of of what we can do, but we still got miles to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what first year Hines has played seven, yourself back in the best form, Katoa, Mulatalo, Talakai, first full year at centre. Um, yeah, just great. You forward packed, relatively young. You got Hunt, Ueli, like fuck, bro. It's just yeah. it's a it's a good side, bro. Yeah, it is, bro. And, I, and like you said, like I think we've got that got, got that good mix, bro. Like we've got. Few older, we've got Dale Camo there, but then yep. we've got you know Braids. He's starting to get to that. I think he's around like hundred games now. Yep. You know, he's played for played for New Zealand. Obviously, we, you know you got Brit played a couple of games for New Zealand now. Yep. You're nearly um, at the hundred games, bro. Yeah, close. Games. Got real close, bro. Shit, who would have thought, eh? Hey, get from Canberra. Hundred percent, hundred games, bro. And that's that's the age old one. You're like you're a, you're a a full full NRL player. When you hit hundred games, it's like yeah. you're locked in as a proper rah rah. Whereas like um, when I was coming through, I only ended up playing like 40 or so. I was always told like, nah, you're not a full and role player until you play like you know, 100 games. Yeah, well, they, they even still say that now. Like <laughs> some, sometimes when the old, when the, um, I think it was Cam, um, Cam McInnes, um, they got um, James Graham to come in and talking to him. And I think Cam was playing his 150. And he actually, I think he said 150. He goes, you know, oh, you're, not a, you're not a first grader until oh, you play like 50, mate. That's a G up. Fucking pretty soon it'll be 200. 100% it'll be 300, bro. <laughs> Fucking relax. The, it was crazy in the pre, I think in the preseason. Um, I was doing a bit of work on the grass. I think the grass died at the stadium. And um, there wasn't many car, car parking spots. So um, you come in team manager come in and he's like yeah boys um 
you're not allowed to park in if you haven't played um i think you said like 80 or 90 games <laughs> and all the boys faces just dropped there's like fucking there's only like three or four players that are like over 90 games that's <laughs> fucked because oh, everyone's so young fuck. yeah 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 it's crazy bro i mean nico wouldn't even be out nah, of he's not the dally yeah dally m will out what what does nico play i think he, has he played 50 something 50 something not even that no nah, not even that maybe like 30 something there you go because he had that one season the, the the storm and it was only a couple a few yeah. games so he might be around 40 he might be around 40 there you go He's not an NRL player yet, bro. No. 150. <laughs> Are you 150, bro? <laughs> Crazy. Come on, bro. Um, he's on 61. 61? Yeah. yeah, he's not an NRL player. Nah. Nah. Dally M, M nah. of the year, not an NRL player. When he gets um, 100. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, I ask all the boys this. Favourite rapper of all time? Favourite rapper? I like... I like Drake. Drizzy? Yeah, Drake. I like, like a bit of... Bit of Bit of Tupac as well. Bit of, I mean, yeah. the goat. Like, the goat, all right. Well, Eminem's the goat for me, like, is in the amount I've listened to. But, like, when it comes to impact and talking about things, like, 20 years ago that are still relevant today, yeah. bruh, Tupac's a goat. Even when you watch that, like, like, I didn't really understand until you watch that, like, his documentary. Yeah. And then you see how much of, like, it's a genius, bro. Had. Yeah, like, every, everything, like, it's not just, he's not rapper, like you said, like, the rappers today. Like rap with the words and like yep. the way they, they say shit for the sake of saying yeah, it. Yeah. Like all his shit's actually a story. And 100%. everything that was going on in the time, bro, it's crazy. And, and he's like, you could, if you released the song today, it would still be relevant bro, to what's happening today. Bro, 100%. Crazy. Crazy. Um, he was actually, Tupac is the first city I ever bought. Tupac Greatest Hits when I was in grade six. Oh, sir. Bro, I thought it was mad. I thought it was a man. We were pumping it. Bro, pumping it. Walking around with a do rag. The bandana, bro. <laughs> but I thought I was mad though, bro. I did go, I'll, put, I'll be honest, I did go through a, uh, like a champion phase <laughs> and yeah, data on that. Yeah. Oh, no, bro. What was bro. it, the, the FUBU? FUBU, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, Sean John. Oh, my God. Um, favorite movie of all time, bro? <clears throat> favorite movie? Fuck, I don't know. Eh? What was the first thing that came to your mind? Doesn't have to be your answer. Um, first thing that came to mind, Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, bro, what a movie. Yeah, a when movie. he's walking out of getting that job and he's like crying and <laughs> shit, that fucks me up every time, yeah. bro. Or the blind side. The blind side's pretty good too. Oh, yeah. shit. Blind yeah. side's mad. That's, That's mad. And, movie, and the fact that it's like they're both true stories too. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, yeah, pursuit of happiness. I love the bit as well where I think is his kid shooting basketball and the kid and he's like the kid says something like, I want to be a basketball player and then and then Will Smith is kind of like he says something like, you know, don't yeah. be silly, focus yeah. on that. And then he turns around and goes, You know what? Don't ever listen yeah. to me again. I'm like, damn. Will can act, bro. He can act. Um, bro, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks for having me, bro. I appreciate it.